Previously on Dial M for Magic. You have all arrived at the dock for the Stalica Express, en route to a weekend of fun and whimsy. Detective Chip K. Sodip. Hello, hello, I'm Attila Warhammer. Travel stoked. He's like, see Red? This is why we gamble. Come on. <laughs> okay, so as you're doing this, you hear the sounds of a disturbance coming from one of the gambling tables. And you see that there is a, a violent altercation going on over at the poker table. Yeah, I guess I should ask for a little more information, but obviously Chip is going directly there. He's yeah, <laughs> like... and Tilly also stopped smiling. She also goes right there. You see, and this would be a little bit more unusual, uh, but you see a lizard folk with a wide-brimmed cowboy hat seated. And across from him, standing, is a triton with like, uh, looks like a sailor, has kind of nautical garb on, and he is yelling back at, at the lizard folk and calling him a filthy cheater. I know this lizard folk. You do, but the rest of people may not remember. I want to go over to this lizard folk and try to distract him from this argument by being like, hey, I know you. Chip and, and Tilly have also headed directly there and uh, are getting themselves like as in the middle of it as they can. And I guess I guess Chip's letting, uh, even though he's so high strung, he's probably letting Tilly take lead on this. All right, can we just go and like interrupt this? Is that possible? So before you get there, the the attendant at the table, like the the employee running the card game, has already stepped in. It's like, all right, all right, everybody, calm down, calm down. Now, uh, now, Mister uh, Mister Buggins, and he points to the Triton. Uh, could you could you kindly explain what uh, what seems to be your your trouble? And the Triton's like, well, uh, this uh, this crocodile-looking fucker over here, and he points to the lizard folk. He he's clearly playing with with extra cards up his sleeve, and I I won't stand for it. I've lost a good deal of gold to this foul individual. Red's gonna be like, hey, now that it that ain't nice. I I, I know this guy. He's a good guy. Uh, Chip's gonna say. It. Uh, Chip's going to push the attendant aside and stand exactly where he was just standing uh, in between them. Uh, he's going to go, now we'll get to the bottom of this, all right? Now tell me exactly what happened. <laughs> just trying to like copy exactly what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> just saying it again, but slightly louder. Yeah, slightly um, louder. And just a more, <laughs> little bit more aggressive. <laughs> yeah, slightly more aggressive. <laughs> okay, so... The lizard folk is going to kind of tilt his hat up slightly, and then he gives you, you, Chip, kind of a strange look for a second, then he continues, Well, sir, uh, I was playing my card game here, and uh, I've just been on the uh, the most ruthless run of good luck I ever did see. And uh, this gentleman, uh, Mr. Mr. Buggins, is it? Mr. Buggins over here isn't, uh, just wasn't happy about it. And uh, I have to say, his behavior is most definitely not cosmopolitan or polite. Well, I'll have you know that my partner and I here are both detectives with the PDMB, and uh, Chip goes to flash his badge from his duster and then remembers that the uh, department took away his badge while he's on uh, forced sabbatical. <laughs> so he, he does, like, the cool, you know, like, opening up the duster move, 
There's nothing there. It, it just it just flashes people instead. <laughs> yes, he's wearing no clothes underneath the duster. This is his dirty secret. <laughs> oh God! No. You didn't tell me about that. No. <laughs> um, you didn't get that memo. No, uh, no, I, I, I must have lost it amidst all my uh, notes about the rat race. All the other memos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he does that. There's no badge there. Um, but then um, I guess I'd like to roll insight on this uh, lizard folk and, and see if I think he's telling the truth or not. Uh, before you, I'll, I'll let you do that. But before you do that, he kind of watches you fumble around for your badge. <laughs> and he's like... Well, sir, it's very rare that uh, anybody comes to a battle of wits unarmed. All right, all right, all right, all right, everyone. Let's just step down here, take a deep breath, and all talk about what we feel right now. Mr. Buggin, how do you feel about this? Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm quite upset. Uh, back where I'm from, uh, we, we, just, we just couldn't stand for, for stuff like this. He, he's dishonest, he's a liar and a cheat, and... Uh, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm real put out. Red, Red, who still has not been acknowledged, but is trying to insert himself into this conversation, uh, <laughs> looks at this guy and goes, a- actually, when, when you're talking about feelings, you should use I language rather than uh, talking about other people. Just talk about how you feel. That's a, that's a tip. Oh, that is a, what a smart person you are. Oh, and Tilly, you. Tilly walks up to Red and, and gives Red a big hug. <laughs> Red, Red gives a hug again. Chip is like, oh my god, there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the business at hand. Now, uh, oh, I apologize, Mr. Buggins. I forgot you were there. Look, look, I, I'm an honest man. I'm an honest gambler. Gambling's an honest trade. Now, uh, I'm willing to let this all thing slide if Mr. Buggins apologizes for slighting my honor. Can I make a perception check to see if I can, because he said that there were, he thought he was had cards up his sleeve, or an investigation check to see if he has cards up his sleeve? Unless you want to, like, physically move his sleeve, in which case that'll be investigation, otherwise it'll just be perception. And then, uh, Michael, you wanted to roll insight as well, so you can go ahead and roll that now, if you want. Yeah, I want to see if this guy's above board. Let's see if this guy's on the level, you see? Um, but I rolled a four, so, um, I'm gonna guess that... He certainly seems like a lizard folk. (laughs) (laughs) Twenty-two... Uh, as near as you can tell, he doesn't have any sort of apparatus, and it doesn't look like there's any like bulges in the sleeve or anything that would that would betray something like that, or would indicate something like would that. Would Kitty also recognize this dude? Because Kitty and I have both seen this guy, but I don't know if Kitty like remembers him. That's a good question, actually. Uh, Kitty, do you want to roll history? Sure. Kitty definitely remembers who this character is. <laughs> Kitty was in like a very emotional state at the time, so. Uh, another another twenty two. Well, this is the gentleman that sold you the Derringer. Well, fuck! It's gun guy. Okay. It's the guy who sold you a gun. <laughs> I, I got a motherfucking gun from this guy. Also worth noting, when you were looking at his sleeve, you also noticed that this gentleman has a pair of six shooters, uh, one on each hip, in leather holsters. And just walking around with them. Yep. This boat didn't take our weapons from us? No one nope. checked us? Yeah, nobody nope. Nobody took my gun from my purse. What are you talking about? 
this boat is like a, a dangerous place it's to in, be. It's international waters, the river. <laughs> oh boy. Take to the sea. You've heard of maritime porn, but this is maritime law. <laughs> Actually, that'd be a great TV show right there. <laughs> maritime law. Maritime dun, dun. law. And sometimes porn. Starring Ice Cube. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will decrease decrease the viewability more than adding ice cubes in a dramatic. I don't know what you're talking about. That show has been on. Yeah, that show's so been on long. for a long time. Yeah. Ice cubes are great. Are you? I think you're talking about ice tea. Yeah, ice tea. Well, actually, both of them. I would that would be really watch a crime procedural that starred <laughs> ice cubes and ice tea. Because it's justice on ice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect headline. Cold justice. Revenge is a dish best served. I see. These are all good. We're brighting this for you, Dick Wolf. Get in the comments. (laughs) Okay, so uh, you've heard both sides. You've made your perception checks. Oh, uh, Michael, what did you get for insight? Sorry, I I forgot to ask. It was... uh... I, I rolled a four, and you told me that. was a solid four. Oh, that's right. That's right. So he's still, he's just uh, trying to take command of the situation, but with uh, no clear direction of, of what to do. <laughs> Tilly turns to Red, and she's like, so did you say you know this gentleman over there? Oh, yeah. he He's a, he's a good guy. He uh, sold my friend a gun. He, he, he did what? <laughs> that is very interesting. Hold on for a second. And Tilly goes to Chip and she whispers in his ear. She's like, that guy is selling guns. What did you say? I said the guy is selling guns. I didn't hear what you said. I said that guy is selling guns. All right, everybody. Hold on now. Okay, Chip is going to uh, freak out a little bit here. And he's going to say, this whole area is on lockdown. What he means is we should all step a few steps back and sit down, grab a drink. Not the two of you guys. You please stay here and we will solve this calm and peaceful. Not that I uh, uh, am questioning um, your authority, but I am. Um, What uh, what authority do you have to to do this? All I saw you was flash a coat open. Um, <laughs> Dang, that was gonna and... be my response. I was just gonna flash it again, but they... <laughs> she already noticed that there was nothing there. Listen, we are members of the PDNB, and we might not be on active duty right now, but trust me, we do have a lot of experience in this kind of situation, and this could go a lot of ways right now, <laughs> making it so much worse than it is. Well, wait, wait, but selling guns is okay, right? Antiques Roadshow's doing it. Definitely illegal. the lizard folk is gonna look up at you chip and say looky here i don't care what sort of consonant organization you're a part of out here on the boat there's only one thing that rules supreme and when he says this he like moves his hand down to one of his pistols and doesn't draw it but like rests his hand on top of it i really wanted him to say like dance battles Dance rules supreme <laughs> on the waves. Uh, Chip's going to take one step toward him. He's not quite getting his face, and he said, I'd like to see you try. I'd love to. Until he's like, oh, no, 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 no. This, this all goes wrong. This all goes wrong. All right. All right. Can we not go outside and figure it out with less people around? What do you guys think? Hmm? Hmm? Is that an option? 
I've had an excellent idea. We should all head outside and talk about this separately. <laughs> yes. yes, that is a beautiful idea, Chip. You did great. The lizard folk is going to take a drink from his glass. It smells like it's probably whiskey. He's like, oh, I reckon we could do that. But uh, you you all go ahead on, on without me. I haven't, I haven't yet to be, begun to have fun this evening. Barkeep, another whiskey. So he just, he's just ignoring you. Like, he doesn't take you seriously in the slightest. Like, is what is that the, a yes or a no? <laughs> what is the Triton doing at this time? Because he's still upset, right? The Triton is still upset, and he has, like, he's drawn back his coat, but unlike you, he actually has something beneath it, at, at least currently. And he has, the like... took my gun. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> they, they took did they, my gun away. Did they give you a wooden gun, like in the other guys? Just to make me feel <laughs> Just to make yeah, you feel I do better. have a wooden gun strapped <laughs> in <laughs> So that you know it's still there, that you have the feeling it's still there. I mean, I don't know if it's relevant. You can see a crossbow strapped to my back, so that is no that idea. is relevant. Okay, I do I do have some firepower. So he's like, kind oh, of... you guns, but I've got this huge ass crossbow on my <laughs> back, guys. Yeah, don't it's worry about it is a heavy crossbow. It is <laughs> not at all subtle. <laughs> the Triton has like a lead pipe in a holster, and he's like got his hand on that in kind of a. It looks. It feels like I should be doing something. So he's got a pistol. All I've got's this lead pipe. Uh, so this is what I've <laughs> got to bring to the. Around. Yeah, this will this will definitely help. The Triton is also like, well, I'm sorry for uh, for uh, slighting your good honor, uh, Mister Mister. Uh, I don't actually know your name. And the uh, the lizard folk kind of tilts his hat his head up again and says, the name's Holiday Croc Holiday. And this is where I look directly nice. at the camera. It's so good. <laughs> Croc holiday. I love that. Anyway, I've gotten my bad name out of the way for the evening or for the day. So the situation seems to be de-escalating, not necessarily because of not necessarily because of what you've done. The man perhaps sensibly realizes that his lead pipe will come up short against a, sh- a six shooter and uh the game continues. Never take a lead pipe to a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> I guess as they walk away, Chip is nine to himself, like, another job well done. You did great, Chip. You did so great. It's now getting on towards the dinner hour, and the buffet is open. So what do you guys want to do? What do you want to eat? Do you want to explore the boat more? I mean, Herman is excited about the buffet, uh, Yeah, for sure. I'm going to a free buffet, Henry. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously going free to the free buffet. Free buffet is Treble's bread and butter. Like literal bread and butter? Yeah, he's just taking all the free rolls. <laughs> Her was like, there's bag. a free buffet? I'm going to bankrupt this boat. They've got carving stations. You don't even need to carve that for me. Just hand me the whole prime rib. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Herman's like, I've been, I've been saving my cheat days all week. <laughs> <laughs> my body's ready. Does our like European audience uh, do do y'all have these buffets or are we saying wild <laughs> American shit? We're we're aware of the all you can eat buffet. Okay, of course. <laughs> Is that not something you can find in Germany? <laughs> I will say this: I've never seen a golden corral in Germany. We're not on that level, but well, that's like... good. You'll live longer. Those things are terrible. <laughs> 
I said we would probably we would probably also go to the buffet like that we are normal humans we also have to eat but I think that um Chip would constantly be looking over at Herman and seeing how much food he has on his plate and trying to pile just as much meat on his plate but uh he doesn't actually seem to be eating any of it so it just keeps uh getting higher and higher on the plate um but he he looks determined uh but he's not it doesn't seem like he's really into it but he's he's trying Herman is going to stack so much meat on his plate that he's going to test the structural integrity of his plate. My plate breaks. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Um, give me a second you gave here. Us a buffet. This is what you've done. This is all your own fault, Henry. <laughs> yes, yes. How dare I try and give you something nice? You never can give us nice things. You've learned this so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly yeah. Herman can't be given nice things. <laughs> well, that's... That's okay, I've got a contingency for everything. So those of you who are, like, go- going ham is probably the wrong analogy here. Um, uh. <laughs> or the perfect analogy. <laughs> okay, so those of you who are really stacking up your plates and presumably eating what's on your plates, uh, so I guess Herman and Chip, go ahead and make a constitution just to see how well you're holding your meat, as it, as it were. How are you holding your meat? Oh, yeah. 19. This is a pure constitution? <laughs> yep. It's a 19. Uh, somebody, somebody's got a stomach of steel. Well, you seem to be doing okay so far, so uh, so that's good. Are you, like, actively looking at each other and competing, or is this just your, like, <laughs> isolated competition, not telling him that you're trying yeah, to... Yeah, does uh... Herman know that he's in a competition with you? Seems like he <laughs> all, might not All notice. Herman can see is food. <laughs> to be fair, you no probably one else can. on the boat, boat exists. He might be right tall now. enough to actually like see over the pile of food, but at some point, Chip lost Herman. Uh, and also, I feel like Herman probably enjoys eating his food, but it's clear that Chip does not enjoy a single bite of the meat. But but he's he's determined. Yeah, Tilly watches that, and she's just rolling her eyes, breathes, and then she goes over to uh, Kitty, and she wants to sit next to her and talk to her about what what they are doing here and how this group came together she's asking some questions kitty's gonna love answering those questions <laughs> <laughs> well uh we all live in the same apartment um and we are are, are wonderful uh super uh gave us a a, a voucher to go on v- v- vacation and oh that's nice the, the, because the rest of us, uh, the the four of us, have gotten in some stressful situations lately, so this is just a way for us to decompress, if you will. Oh, I see. So you went through a tough time together. You could say that. Well, at least it's over now, right? No, <laughs> but you know, for the moment, I don't think we're um, at least going to be having to run. For our lives or anything, so... I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, it's not that anyone's going to be killed, right? (laughs) 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 Hmm. Um, hmm. Well, that was nice. Um, (laughs) Red from across the table is like, y'all want a cupcake? I took a lot of cupcakes. Oh, yeah, I would love to have... What what kind of flavors do you have? Uh, Chocolate and... uh, a uh, pink? I I don't know. I don't know what flavor pink is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pink. Pink. Perfect red answer. Um, 
I think I take the chocolate one if you don't mind. Yeah, there you go. We can also split it. We can share it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're welcome to have the whole thing. I, I, I can go get more cupcakes. There's more. Oh, uh, uh, no, you don't have to. Please, don't, don't do anything that that is too like exhausting. That is so. Totally, I take the, I take the pink one. No, maybe I take. I don't take it. It's you eat them. You have them. You are amazing. Uh, red will probably literally decimate all the sugar on this uh ship. So you m- might as well take this one or else you won't ever see another cupcake ever again he was gonna get more anyway yeah so yeah i was definitely I, gonna I, get more you, uh, you this is just so as many kind. as i can fit on my plate <laughs> the plate you, like so also has like pudding and <laughs> cookies <laughs> on it and like every every dessert <laughs> and it's all topped with that like shitty soft serve ice cream <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> all right i take the chocolate one then so you're on a mandated vacation well, I, I seem to overhear well yeah we we um am i am i hearing distance away uh, I, i'm you, guessing you, we're all at the same table yeah, seeing, yeah you're all uh, at the same I, table i lean out from a, from behind my pile of meat and i go they say i'm high strung and then i disappear behind my meat again yeah well we had some um issues as well but i mean you know we are working at a de- police department of course you have issues <laughs> people want to kill you right you want to kill people oh it's a struggle <laughs> anyways so um we just um yeah we just we're here to ease and breathe and so far it goes well i mean right it's fun isn't it you, you, you've only tried to interject yourself in in one scuffle so that seems good i guess right that's what i used to say right that is exactly what i used to say just once once a day that is enough you know i i keep telling my friends that maybe we should stop interjecting ourselves into things but nobody seems to listen to me so i am so sorry how does it make you feel <laughs> we don't have time in this one shot for me to tell you how this makes me feel. <laughs> it would be the rest of the episode. Well, Take while, while, while they're talking, I don't know if like we're kind of are, are we eating this whole time? Are there other things happening simultaneously, Henry, or or have we like do I have time to kind of look around a little bit? You've got time to look around. Um, you're. Um, uh, well, just while while they're, I think it's the perfect timing while they're talking about. Um, we've only gotten one scuffle today. Chip noticed a tall, pale human with a big object earlier, uh, and took note of him because he looked super suspicious to his trained detective eyes, uh, and is curious if that gentleman is in the room. Yes, actually, uh, but this gentleman has positioned himself in like the furthest corner of the room, so you can't. You can you can see him, but you can't see too much like detail of what he's eating or what have you. You do also notice that he's not alone. There are three other people garbed in suits at his table, but you can't make out any details about them from your vantage point. Okay, Chip's gonna clock it and and uh, try not to act weird, but he's probably gonna make a weird aggressive face uh, for no reason. <laughs> okay. Um. 
He's he's like very obviously checking them out, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But he's He's making a weird aggressive face just right at him. But he doesn't stop eating. He just doesn't. Yeah, he's just part. just pounding like, meat in my mouth, just like <laughs> Okay. You also notice that the object that he was holding is not with him. Okay. Okay. It um, is elsewhere. Alright. Alright. So I'm, t- I'm too far away. I was like, there's no, is there any point in rolling like an investigation or anything on these people or are they too far away? Sorry, I might've missed it. What are you trying to investigate specifically? Investigator insight. Like if I, um, maybe just insight, do these people seem above board or are they somebody that ship would be like out to get? Cause he, he sees oh, the world okay. only in, in terms of I should be arresting that person or, uh, that person is fine and I, I don't care what they're doing. Sure. Uh, you can roll an insight on that just to get a, a vibe check. Um, that is the 12. Well, you're certainly sure that they're a they're a human, but I mean, maybe it's just the distance. Maybe it's it's a new environment. You aren't really getting a strong vibe one way or the other. I love how good I am at insight checks as a detective. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, there's a reason why we're here, <laughs> like on this boat. <laughs> um, it's worth noting that while you all are eating, because uh, you've kind of transitioned at this point to a different room, so the floor above the casino is like all restaurant. Pardon me, it's restaurant and a little performance venue. So there are currently some performers on the stage. And they're not, there's no singing involved. They're just kind of playing some nice classical sounding music. So it it really improves. We all went silent to let Bobby do a little like elevator music number. <laughs> it's a girl from Ipanema. It's in every elevator ever. It's an evergreen. It's true. Yeah, it's the elevator music band, and they're playing all the hits. <laughs> but they're they're just kind of adding a nice, uh, fancier ambiance to the to the affair, which. You know, it's not as fancy as it could be, but it's still, by by most standards, pretty pretty nice. Similar to how they like play classical music outside of uh, convenience stores if they're trying to, you know, improve things. I don't know. I read in an article somewhere that they do that. I don't know if that's this, actually. This true. is a Seattle situation. Maybe that's a Seattle. It's a Westlake Station thing. thing. Yeah, that's that's what's going on. Uh, after a certain point of eating, you hear over the loudspeaker system. Those of you who are interested in viewing the magical antique boat show, please make your way to the convention hall. Um, and you can see that there are ushers outside of uh, the other, like there's a there's a restaurant, there's a little a little hall or a little platform rather within the restaurant that people that the band is on, and then there's another like wide set of doors that you can see ushers like beckoning people into. Um, okay, so I would like to go see the antique road show boat show i don't know if everyone else is coming oh i'm coming let's go we're coming as well we want to we want to see it as well the magical antique boat show i am trying to specifically tail the tall pale human with the giant object uh but not too close okay so so as before he doesn't have the object with him you don't see it um, but by following him into the, the venue, uh, you do see the object, uh, laid out on a table next to some others. And it's worth noting all of the tables that have objects on them have uniformed guards next to them. 
you know, gotta care for your customer's merchandise, I guess. This is an aside, but I was just looking up who the host of American Antiques Roadshow is, and the guy's name is Mark Lewis Wahlberg. Aww, Wahlberg, Wahlberg spelled differently than than uh, Mark Wahlberg talks to animals, Mark Wahlberg. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's just an aside, and and you all have to live with that knowledge now, as as do I. So, you have entered into this hall, and kind of like an auction hall, there are rows and rows of seats that have been laid out, so you can kind of watch the proceedings. The tables that the objects are are arranged on are in kind of a C shape, so they're partially surrounding the seats on one side, and then the front, and then the other side, if that image makes sense. Picturing like a middle school science fair. Yes! That is exactly the vibe, um, except if it was on a boat, so, so it's damper, I guess. You see a host, or what you can assume to be the host. Uh, it's a rather surly-looking dwarf uh, with a tuxedo suit jacket, uh, a neatly trimmed silver-gray beard which has been braided into two strands. He's got like a thick pair of Coke bottle glasses on. Or you can assume he's interviewing uh, one of the... They're not contestants. What do you call it? Participants, I guess? One of the participants who has, like, what looks to be like an antique candlestick. And they're kind of off in the distance, like, uh, uh, other side of the room from where you entered, so you can't really hear what's being said. That, so that's what you see when you enter the room. Uh, there are a bunch of free seats, so if you want to sit down, you can. You can also see that people are kind of walking around the tables. There's a little bit of, like, those red rope separators so that you don't get too close to some of the tables. But you can still kind of walk up and get a closer look at some things. Yeah, I definitely want to just, like, walk up to all the tables and see what's going on. That sounds good. So I'm going to give you a list of things that you can see, and uh, you, any of you, can let me know uh, what piques your interest. You see, and this one, this object is at a table that actually has more guards than the other tables. This one has four guards kind of arrayed around it. And there is a golden chalice with intricate carvings on it. There is... What looks to be like a spear, but the spear is also carved and has a silver lining to it, or silver trim, I should say. You see the covered item that the somewhat disreputable-looking human was carrying. You can't see what's under the covering, however, but it's covered in like a burlap sack. You also can see a like a leather bag. Uh, like a leather bag that you'd carry coins in, and carved into the bag, or not carved, excuse me, painted onto the bag, is a symbol for one of the local deities of Bastalone. Then, of course, there are some things that probably, they don't look like much of anything. There is a pair of dice that are sitting there, like carved bone dice. There's a tapestry which in looking at it, it uh, looks like um, occasionally characters move around in it. You also notice that there is an antique suit of armor that is changing colors periodically. So it kind of flits between being gold, silver, more of a bronze. 
Uh, at one point it becomes like this opaque black color, like obsidian texture almost. So there's that. There is also, and this is kind of disconcerting in its own way, but there is a, like a plain bucket just sitting on a table. And this table also has four guards. It's also bizarre because it's the only thing on the table. You can also see like uh, some other just jewelry, like various necklaces, bracelets, anklets. Uh, at one point, there's a little circlet like you'd put on your head. It's not really clear what the what the draw there is, but you do see them. You also see an ornate grappling hook, which appears to be carved out of stone. It is polished, and it's got it's got a rope attached to it. You also see an antique crossbow, beautifully carved with, like, an image of an archer on it. Um, and also, it's stylized so that where the arrow shoots out, it's like a bird's head. And that's what you see. So, a good smattering of things, both uh, rare and... There's so many things here to look at that Red is a little bit overwhelmed with sensory input. And he's just going to go look at the bucket by itself. That's funny. I was going to say Herman's also gravitating towards the bucket. Yeah, I also like, I wanted to my... say, I also want to go to the bucket. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, an like, interesting thing. Like it. <laughs> it's cool. the only thing that looks really different. <laughs> I want to go check out the armor, the pseudo armor that changed colors. <laughs> Since we're all so into that. <laughs> I don't know about that bucket. Yes, bucket, finally. I was checking that out. It's on my bucket list for sure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and a cold chill oh. fell in the room. <laughs> Everyone takes psychic damage. <laughs> I certainly did. Uh, no. Okay, so the bucket, uh, as mentioned before, is protected by four armed guards. And as you all approach, because you're approaching kind of in a group, the guards kind of shift their formation, so there's more of them at the front. And one of them actually walks up to you and says, uh, and he's talking to you, Red, uh, Sir, uh, please uh, keep your distance here. Uh, this is uh, quite a potent item. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, it, can I hear, like, is there someone talking about what it is? Because I'm going to ask this guy what it is, unless like, is someone is already appraising it. Yes, actually. There is a little sign next to the bucket that simply says the demon's floodgate with no explanatory text next to it. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to ask the guard. Y yeah, yeah, no problem. I I'll stay back here. Is there uh, someone coming to talk about it? Yes, I believe uh, in a few more slots, and he points over at the uh, the host, who's kind of making a circuit around the room. I believe that uh, that he'll be here shortly. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, I I will keep my distance from the bucket. Uh, yes, uh, as before, uh, please uh, keep a safe distance. And if you have any, and he kind of lowers his voice, uh, magical items, uh, keep those away or securely covered as well. I don't think I have any magical items. I think I just am a magical person. <laughs> so I just take another step back. That, that works too. So that's the bucket. Now, Treble, you wanted to check out the armor. So the armor has a sign next to it that says, The Armor of the Confused Chameleon. And uh, there is a person, like, this one only has, like, one guard and he's not really paying attention. But it does have a person next to it who, like, has already gone and explained their item. 
So the host has already talked to them and Oh hey, are you uh are you interested in, in my armor? Yes, uh what the why does it change colors like that? Well, uh, it all goes back to this uh, terrible, terrible accident I had with a with an incantation. You see, uh, I thought that I could do magic, but it turns out that well, I I can't, and uh, I infused the wrong spell into this, and uh, so now it changes colors. Does it do anything else, or <laughs> like just change colors? Well, it has the propensity to give me headaches when I look at it for too long, but uh, otherwise it doesn't do anything. This is the best. Treble is very interested in this armor. <laughs> <laughs> this, this speaks to Treble on a deep metaphysical level. <laughs> Damn it, you yeah. beat me to it. <laughs> I, I like this armor. It's a... Uh, it's like an art piece that you can wear. Yeah, that's a, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be uh, interested in uh, purchasing it? Uh, actually, how much uh, how much are you looking to get for it? Well, um, um, do you have any food on you? <laughs> <laughs> Trouble pulls out. A cupcake that he took off of Red's plate earlier and hands it to the person. I hope this cupcake. That'll work. Here, you take it. <laughs> Bye. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, should, I should have mentioned it's a, a halfling. And the halfling like makes a beeline for the door and is just gone. Uh, does the armor look like it'll fit me? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to put the armor on. You are. Okay. I'm going to look at the guard and be like, you you saw me purchase this armor with that cupcake, right? So this this is mine now? That's correct. I saw you purchase the item. Cool. And he takes the armor off and off the... I'm assuming it's just like on a table. Yeah. And he just puts it... He just kind of tries to... He doesn't really know how to put armor on, so he just <laughs> kind of tries to like put it over his head like a shirt. And okay. Tries to like squeeze himself into it, but once he finally gets himself in, he's gonna walk up to Herman and be like, "Hey, Herman, check out my cool new armor that I just purchased with a cupcake." <laughs> I purchased with a cupcake. <laughs> he's filthy rich, and he got it for a cupcake. Is cupcakes currency now. That's that's good to know. <laughs> right. Oh. Apparently, when the with the, when it comes to this, but like, look how it changes colors! Isn't it so cool? I'm like Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> yeah, Trevor, you look great. <laughs> you should know by now it's treble. Yeah, Trevor, that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Do do I feel any different with the? Armor I was gonna say on? before you walk over there, the guards like, oh, lad, uh, he didn't tell you about the side effects, did he? Uh, no, but and I'm saying that as like I'm grabbing the armor and trying to put it on. Oh no, he didn't. But uh, I think it'll be all right. The guard like snickers a little bit. He's like, "Yeah, I'm sure it will be." Uh, out of curiosity, though, uh, what are the side effects of this? Hey, nothing. I'm sure a good adventurer like you can handle. Ah, oh, that's true. Adventurer like me. Trevor will just put on the armor and just not really care about what the side effects are, and he'll just. But Tilly was like next to you, right? Like you, you came to him, and we are all in front of the bucket right now, right? I believe so. Yeah, I came. I went over. So yeah, went Tilly over goes bucket. to the man. She's like, 
um, excuse me, I, I know it's not my business, but <clears throat> what kind of side effects does this armor have? Well, uh, and the guard kind of leans in towards you and he's like, well, uh, you know, when the when the gentleman brought the item in, he mentioned that there's some sort of entity contained within. Your guess is as good as mine. Oh, uh, okay. You know, um, we we keep a we keep an exorcist on staff just for stuff like this if it gets out of hand. Uh, oh right, but you, where, you never where could know. I find him? Where, where could I find? Him? Just you know, just to know. You could find him. Uh, he's probably in his cabin, uh, Dick Number Three, Room Room Three O Six. What was that again? Dick Dick number three? Yeah. I'll take I'll take Dick Dick number three. I said I said number three. Yeah, I love Dick number three. <laughs> uh, it's important to note that you should always uh, pay your exorcist on time because uh, if you don't, your house may be repossessed. Bravo! Bravo! <laughs> it's so bad. That's the best exorcism joke I've heard all day. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're not quite sure what the entity is within there, and the the uh, the sailor didn't say. So, uh, yeah, kind of gives you a shrug and goes back to reading his magazine. All right, thank you. And she goes back and uh, looks at um, trouble, and she's like, "You're gonna be fine." And she stares at the bucket again. Oh, oh, I know. It's do you look how bitch know how bitch and I look in this shirt? And I kind of like really am like really like peacocking it with this shirt with the suit of armor right now. <laughs> Are you doing the thing where like you're you're modeling it fully, so you're like putting your leg up on a chair like to get the full yep. Captain Morgan pose? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Catwalk strut right beforehand. <laughs> I don't feel any different from the armor. Roll religion. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel unreasonably confident. <laughs> you feel great. Uh, that's an eight. Okay. Can you make a wisdom save? Oh, no. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite. I love this. Oh, my wisdom is zero, too. So that's a four. Oh, dear. Another body has entered my... my space. What is your name, fleshly vessel? My name is Treble. I see Trevor. Trevor, Trevor, it just rolls off the tongue. Now, Trevor, if you release me from this metallic prison, I will grant you a single request. I'll consider it. I might just go back to paying attention to the bucket. Okay, so that's kind of what's going on currently. And because this is just the first night, they're not going through every item, so... The, the golden chalice has not been... That's going to come up for... or People discuss that tomorrow. Or, the sorry, got my words muddled up there. The host will go over that one tomorrow, along with the spear and the mysterious burlap sack-covered object. The grappling hook also will be discussed tomorrow. Chip probably would have gone to the 
burlap sack because he was hoping to investigate that but there's no is there a sign or anything there is no sign uh however as you make your way through the crowd you realize that that human is next to the table i want to make my way to him but a couple things do catch my eye uh which is first the spear um so he's doing that kind of meandering walk around with his hands in his pockets you know uh tapping the th- his thumbs against the like you know what i mean the thumbs out of the pocket he's the the kind of walk that can only make you more conspicuous um he wants to walk by the silver spear and just see what is written there so that has a little like a little sign next to it that says the spear of torgash and torgash is one of the gods uh, one of the deities of bastalone would i know anything about torgash what he stands for you would know that generally speaking Torgash's domain is like the hunt and nature so you could probably make the jump that it's some sort of hunting implement okay he's he's kind of like into that is there somebody to talk to about that yes there is a old uh wizened tabaxi woman who is seated next to it and she's kind of in a little rocking chair and she's knitting <laughs> Okay, he says, uh, <clears throat> ma'am, uh, nice uh, nice beer you got there. Uh, where'd you pick up that fine piece of hardware? Oh, hello there, young man. Um, I picked it up, oh, in the north, the northern part of the continent, in the dim woods. Mm, probably 60 years or so ago. Oh, It's a fine, that? fine piece of craftsmanship. Yeah, I bet there's quite a story to go along with with that. Where 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 was it? Well, it was in the hand of a, well, it was in the hand of a of a religious deviant that I had to kill, and uh, I killed him along with the, oh, twenty other cultists. That was back in the days where I was a little bit more spry and fit. Um, you see, uh, like genuine. Uh, connection like form in Chip's eyes for the first time on this trip. He is like <laughs> this. This granny could be his queen. He's like totally impressed by her. <laughs> um, he loves this oh, yes, cult killing lady who granny. Kills religious yeah, he's... <laughs> deviants. My favorite. Yeah, he's like, he's like, <laughs> he says, "You are an honorable warrior." Oh, I know, Sonny. I've got the medals to prove it. And she, like, moves her little cardigan aside, and you see that she's got, like, two rolls of battle medals. <laughs> the empty space where his badge used to be has never felt emptier. He just kind of bows his head and says, Very nice. Uh, well, I, I look forward to seeing more of this item later. Oh, of course, Sunny, of course. Come back anytime. I'm here all weekend. Oh, by Continues the way, does it, sorry, does, it, does it do anything special? Oh, it does a number of things special. Its edge uh, doesn't really grow dull. And if you mutter the right words, it'll always tell you where true north is. Very useful for finding your way about the continent. That's very interesting. Very interesting indeed. And of course, uh, because of its its, uh, silver construction, it's good for, for killing other sorts of creatures, if you know what I mean. He's gonna take a step back and go mm-hmm oh nice day ma'am 
Tilly goes over. She sees that he's there talking to that woman for so long, and she walks over, and she's like, "Everything all right here?" Chip is sweating profusely. He's like, "Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, just moving away from this, Tilly." Uh, and he's gonna take Tilly with him, and he just wants to walk by the crossbow as well. That's his kind of weapon of choice, and he was seeing if there was something written there. And Tilly, Tilly looks into his eyes and she says, ease and breathe, okay? We got this. All right, all right, good. So anything interesting here? <laughs> he, uh, Chip ignores the spear and the crossbow and nods over towards uh, the gentleman standing next to the burlap sack and he says, what do you reckon? Should I go talk to this guy? I got a bad feeling, Tilly. What are you thinking? I don't know. He's got some kind of maybe security detail with him, and uh, this is just the kind of operation where something untoward might come through. All right. Let's figure this out, though. All right, all right, all right. I'll figure it out. Um, so uh, he's going to walk over towards the burlap sack, and uh, uh, he's going to look at Tilly, and he's going to say, All right, uh... I'm going to use the David Copperfield alias. <laughs> you use the Copperfield. Yeah, I'll be Copperfield. So you can be uh, Pennywise. I can, I can be Pennywise? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Copperfield and Pennywise. You know, the old duo. Yeah, the copy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and he walks over to the gentleman standing next to the burlap sack and says, oh, Hi there. Hey. Wow. What an interesting uh, sack you've got there. Yeah, it looks really interesting. <laughs> Check out this guy's sack. Yeah, nice sack. <laughs> it's all big and, and burlappy. <laughs> this is where the podcast gets sexy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it hasn't done that at all. <laughs> um, it came straight from Beelzebuth's. Beelzebuth's. The old um, Beelzebuth's sack. Uh, and uh, Chip's gonna stick his his hand out to try and shake this guy's hand. The human is posed almost like a dancer. He's got one hand behind his back and one hand in front, and he turns and looks at you. Well, first he looks at your hand, and then he looks at you. He's got kind of black fading to gray hair. He has a monocle, which is uh, pure glass in the center surrounded by some sort of metal that's been painted red that's hanging from or attached to a red chain, which is attached to like his lapel. He, he's wearing a suit, kind of a smoke gray suit with a bright, almost blood red tie. And he kind of looks at you and says, I do not believe we've had the pleasure and he gives your hand a firm but brief shake. Copperfield. David Copperfield. Hi there. I'm uh, interested in purchasing some items at this here show, so I'm just making the rounds. And, uh, well, your, your object caught my eye, seeing as how I haven't seen it yet. Of course it is. It has caught everybody's eye. But uh, I have been told they cannot unveil it until the, until the, uh, the show tomorrow, so uh, you will have to be patient, my friend. But don't worry, it will be well worth the wait. This is an exceedingly rare artifact that will command, uh, command significant prices at the auction. Wow. 
Wow. A rare artifact that can't be shown. Where would one find such a thing? Right? That sounds dangerous. <laughs> my uh, wife, Pennywise, he hates saying it. He hates saying that she's his wife. He's like, my, my, uh, but that's the alias. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, right, right, right. I'm his wife. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll deception. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that's a nat 20. I love you're terrible at insight, but excellent at deception. Are you sure you shouldn't be a criminal instead of a detective? that <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was, uh, like, choosing my subclass, uh, <laughs> I did almost choose to be a... Or, or no, it was my background. I did almost choose to be a criminal spy, because I was like, uh, maybe. Okay, well, he seems to buy what you're saying, which is good. Um, he kind of looks both ways, and then he leans in conspiratorially and is like, Not to worry, I'll give you a little bit of heads up since you seem to have been around the block a few times. Uh, this artifact comes from the far north of Ransheim. Oh, so far. Indeed, this artifact has come a long way to get here. Well, I'm very much looking forward to your presentation. He gives you a very toothy grin and bows slightly. I want to give, like, a slight bow back, but I also want to, like, uh, roll, I don't know, perception, insight uh, on this on this guy, because I've been trying to the whole time um, and have been failing <laughs> <laughs> um, to see if I, I notice anything. I want, to, I want to see if I notice anything strange about him or anything that might give, give him away. Okay, you can roll perception on this. Wonderful investigation. I have a really good investigation. I'm a detective. Uh... <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> God damn. Oh, man. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it's a joke. Um, that would be, uh, I rolled a three for a total of six. So there you go. So you're like <laughs> Leslie Nielsen in The Naked Gun, where <laughs> ostensibly you should be a good cop, but... You're not. <laughs> He's got the right instincts, but just a terrible skill set. Yeah, you're, you're snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, you don't really notice much of anything... Um, can I can I nudge Tilly and be uh, is it to like... try to get her? <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. Was... <laughs> you little detective Magoo. Yeah, as I, I do the little bow, but as I bow, I do the elbow at Tilly. <laughs> and Tilly's like, "Ow, ow, uh, um, um." So this is so interesting. Um, just to know, is that like something very secret? Is it something that no one knows about, or do some people know about this other than you, of course? <laughs> His smile vanishes almost instantly, and he instantly looks stone-faced, and then he responds, This artifact has come a great way at a great cost of, of life. If anybody else knows about it, then I haven't done my job properly. <laughs> that is really um, frightening. Um, so... Uh, thank you so much. We're looking forward to see you tomorrow. <laughs> Crossing my fingers is going to be great. You're going to do so good. Um, is there anything I can roll when we like leave so that I can still see something? Is it very well hidden, like covered, or can I like see something while we leave and go back to the others? Sure. Um, go ahead and roll. For... Yeah, roll perception. 17. So in looking at the the item, uh, there is kind of 
a little bit of a corner that's exposed. So you see, like, it might be a picture frame, it might be a mirror. There's some sort of, like, shiny surface surrounded by a frame uh, mm -hmm. on the bottom. But again, you can only see, like, a little corner of it, so you can't really tell. All right. Um, so I say, um, thank you so much. See you tomorrow, then. And then I whisper into Chip's ear what I just saw. Yeah, and Chip kind of waves the guy goodbye, and uh, we'll walk with Tilly to join back with the rest of the group who he doesn't trust at all, but trusts more than that guy, I guess. Okay, so the event that you're that you're a part of is kind of winding down. Uh, people are starting to go off to their staterooms or back into the bar area, bar restaurant area. What are you guys going to do? Like, is it evening time? Like, is it, are we getting towards bedtime? It's probably about 10. So getting on towards it, but there's still like the, nothing ever really closes down. Is the masquerade so, today? No, that's tomorrow. Okay. That's the, that, yeah, that's the day after. That's why I'm like, maybe we just go to bed and, and start tomorrow. Trouble's not going to go to bed, but Trouble's just going to go play cards probably to, until bed. Okay. Like, he didn't have to pay for the armor, so he just, he's good with going and gambling. You didn't have to pay with money for the armor. <laughs> <laughs> You'll pay with your life! <laughs> your soul. Your soul is mine. This is the armor I'm hoping to keep in as a canon. No, I, I want <laughs> I, I want that grappling hook. I don't know what it does, but I fucking Okay, you'll go play cards. Herman, what about you? I think Herman's gonna go chill out in the all age uh, piano bar. <laughs> okay. And just keep going, play piano man again! Play piano man again. Uh Katie will just head to bed. I mean she'll like go put her hair up and curlers. Do her not uh, like skincare routine, but it's like fur care routine, you know? Like she has to do lick her paws and clean her face. <laughs> of course. And make sure her ears are clean, you know. Brush out her tail. Red is going to if our if our two new friends are uh doing anything, I think he's gonna follow and try to hang out uh with them because he has He's a little bit enamored with Tilly, I think. Like, she's too Aww. old for him, but he still <laughs> thinks she's very nice and very cute. So Tilly, um, she wants to talk to Chip, and she's like, I think it's getting really, really late now, and ooh, it's, it's really dark outside. I think we should really rest. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I hope you, you have a good night. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. I'm looking forward to, and she gives she gives Red a big hug again. Oh, he, he hugs back. He loves it. <laughs> Good night. Sleep well. Uh, Chip wanted to like hang out in the in the room where they were doing the uh, the appraisals for a little while to like feel like he was casing the joint, but I I think Tilly probably uh, yeah drags she gives him, him that look because. They're supposed to be on vacation, like the the department told him he had to rest to bring his blood pressure down. Uh, he's he's in danger, <laughs> <laughs> so, he's, <laughs> so he he wants to stay, but I think I think Tilly uh, drags him off to bed. Yeah, so Tilly, Tilly goes into his room. She like closes every curtain. She's like, keep everything closed. 
You just yeah, rest yeah, yeah. here. Keep it close. Promise. <laughs> okay. Yeah, promise. Promise. And promise. then she goes off into her room and also lays down. And eats all her cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she she still has to fill up the second uh, mini bar. Of course. She will do that with the rest of the cheese that's hopefully not melted yet. Let's move to mid-morning of the next day where people are waking up. So the breakfast bar is open for those that celebrate. Um, and you can go there. You can, you know, go about the deck. The casino is still functioning fully. Um, it appears that the elevator music band is back on their bullshit. So they're playing, playing more of those tunes. Uh, what else? What other games are there in the casino? Well, there's the rat race. Uh, there's no. Uh, there's blackjack. <laughs> there's poker. There's roulette. There's also like some almost like rec center games. Like you could play skee ball if you wanted to. I want to. I don't know if Chip would, but I want to play skee ball. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. Skee ball's always fun. There's also like one of those carnival games with the with the water pistol where you shoot and like try and fill up a balloon so you can yes. compete to yes. win a stuffed animal. Um, Chip wants to do it. He doesn't care about the stuffed animal, but he really misses having a gun and he wants to deal that power again. So he heads over to, to try to prove his mastery. And Tilly just joins him. She just always has to keep an eye on him. So she joins him. Go ahead and make, like, a basic attack to see how well you handle the water gun. It doesn't cost anything. It's like a complimentary game. Yeah. It costs one cupcake. He, he still slams down <laughs> one gold piece. Yeah, he we should have gone to breakfast, one gold though. Piece and, he, and he says, he, like, slams it on the, on the counter, and he goes, give me that gun. <laughs> I guess the guy just leaves it there. Uh, <laughs> and he, he probably picks it back up later, but... <laughs> yeah. Just for, just for the drama. Just for the drama, yeah. Uh, and then... He rolled a 12. I rolled a 12. Okay, so uh, it's a little rough, but after a few minutes of, of, uh, of spraying the gun, you, uh, you're able to fill up the balloon. So you didn't do it as quickly as like the record, so you get like a medium-sized stuffed animal if you want one. Uh, what are the choices of stuffed animal? Roll a d20. Actually, oh, I, I, there are a number of different... I don't want to list all of them. There are a number of different types. So if you want, I can just randomly pick you one. What kind of stuffed animal do you want there to be? Yeah, what 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 does Chip... Um, Chip would like uh, would like a wolf, if there's a wolf. Or like, or like a dog, anything canine. There's definitely got to be one of those. Yeah, there's like a St. Bernard sort of thing. That's probably like the closest. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> I love it because it's like so far off what he wanted, but it's like the closest <laughs> thing. So it's he, still he canine. Just yeah. He's like, Dad, I'll, I'll take that. He Then he he hands it to Tilly because he hates having th having to like carry it. And Tilly's like, no, 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 no. You cannot always give me those. I don't want them anymore. <laughs> you carry them. You play, you win them, you carry them. Oh, come on, Tilly. Oh, jeez. Tilly doesn't okay. take it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so he drops on the ground and he, he pretends like he's going to walk away and he's like, fine, fine, fine. Then we leave it. Then it just stays here. That's what you wanted. And then he uh, goes back for it, like right immediately before he walks too far away. Uh, and he takes Tilly, it to breakfast. She with him. just steps over it and she's like, great, then it stays here. I don't mind. <laughs> All right, I'll go get it. I'll go get it. I'll come back. 
Uh, so whenever you guys do run the chip, he'll have a big stuff, a medium-sized stuff, St. Bernard. What are the rest of you doing? I would have gone and gotten breakfast with Red. Yep, also breakfast. Herman's going to try and make a breakfast burrito the size of his head. <laughs> well, I, I, I'd say you, you can succeed on that front if, if you want. Um, okay, so as you all are eating, it's probably about 11, 11.30, uh, you hear an announcement over the loudspeaker that the boat show has resumed. And you can, again, see a crowd of people kind of go back into that room that you were in last night. And you also, uh, you all, you don't hear this, but you see like several of the, or not several, probably like 10 or 12 boat workers uh, carrying uh, chairs and tables uh, into another room, which is labeled dance hall. So you could surmise that the masquerade ball would be in there. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, can I, can Kitty go back into the, the antiques boat show and check out the, she wants to know about that, uh, grappling hook. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, which is convenient actually, because that's what the host is starting with today. So you get there just in time. Um, the grappling hook is an antique Kebran artifact and the big, I almost said the big hook with that. Uh, the magical element of this grappling hook is that once thrown, it will float in the air and you can position it how you want. Oh! Uh, by the same token, by using a voice command, it can also be unlatched from things. So if you have it stuck on a ledge and you're like trying to get it off or you're at the bottom, you can speak a word and it'll automatically come away from the surface it's on. D- does it have like a... A recommended uh, resale value on it. Yeah, what's the MSRP <laughs> on this bad boy? Well, the M- MSRP plus sales tax. It has a value of about two fifty gold. It is also marked with a little diamond on the on the uh, on the end of its little place card, so you know that that one's going up for sale later. Should you wish to bid on it. The next object the host talks about is the golden chalice. This one has attracted, like, the biggest crowd, and you can actually see some of the other people that you saw uh, when you got on the boat yesterday are also uh, looking at this. So the well-dressed uh, noble noblewoman with her attendants is present. The rather austere gentleman with the monocle that Chip talked to is, is looking at it. Uh, oh, and the owner of the boat is also present in the crowd. Jefford's Fungworthy Cartwright. A wealthy Thurbog. And then, of course, just other people. Just other other boat folks that are enjoying their cruise. I'd say at this point, we've also made our way into the... Just, just I mean, maybe that was assumed, but we've made our way there. Um, yeah, I, I had assumed that the group <laughs> we didn't had gone, but, 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 but you didn't say it, so yeah, good to, good to clarify that. Um, it's at this point that the, uh, the host, the announcer, uh, has like a little microphone and he's actually like addressing the crowd now. All right. And if you look at, uh, article number 281, you will notice this golden chalice, golden chalice, which is the, the pride, a, a fantastic archeological find from the sunken continent of old Kebra chalice renowned for its healing properties. And of course, 
it's a uh, it's a wonderful compliment to uh, well uh, to most decor. Uh, gold never goes out of style, as they say. <laughs> this is almost offensively French. I'm so sorry. <laughs> a wonderful compliment to any bedroom decor, or perhaps uh, displaying it on the mantelpiece. It's a wonderful wonderful artifact, a great part of history. This will be auctioned off later, uh, but the starting price will be 3,000 gold pieces. We expect to, to receive quite a lot of gold for, for such a wonderful item, what a wonderful artifact. The next item is the, uh, the item in the burlap sack. Where are you guys positioned in the crowd? Uh, I mean, Kitty tried to get in there early. so she. Okay, so you're probably towards the front, I would imagine. What about everybody else? Uh, Herman was probably eating a lot of food, so he's probably towards the back. He probably got there a little late. Yeah, Red's probably with Herman uh, towards the back. Same with Trouble. Um, is there space to be, like, standing along the side of the room, but further up? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I, I think... That's where we are. Yeah, we're, tra- we're like, uh, chilling. Chilling, chilling, like, trying to chill. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but Chip has definitely been waiting for uh, this. Go ahead and Herman and Chip and Tilly, uh, go ahead and roll Perception. Uh, perception, I got a straight up five. Oh dear, okay. <laughs> I got an 11. An 11? I got a 10. <laughs> oh. oh boy, okay. Um, they see! I don't know if you can tell, but my <laughs> wisdom is not very good. <laughs> Hold on, I'm just cradling my head for a moment. Oh. <laughs> it's not related. It's not. I promise it's not related. No, I get these migraines all the time. I get these. I get these migraines whenever I record the show. No, um, <laughs> Tilly, you since you rolled the highest, you maybe don't make. You don't note this as much, but you notice that the doors to the venue that you're in are now closed. You're not positive, but you think that by the doors are some of the individuals that were with... The the human who had the burlap sack. Like, maybe his guards or something. His associates are now by the door. The announcer comes to the item with the burlap sack. And now uh, we have an artifact far, far from the north at the town of Wachau. Brought to us by uh, the esteemed uh, patron of the arts... Duke Damavan, and he kind of gestures with his hand to this human with the monocle, who smiles slightly and, and bows. And uh, Duke, could you could you tell us a little bit more about the item? Perhaps uh, uncover it and show it to the audience. And the Duke smiles and says, "Yes, of course." He begins undoing this burlap covering. After a few minutes of or a few seconds of fiddling with string, he uncovers it. It is an ornate silver-framed mirror, which he then picks up and stands upright. And it is elegantly carved. Uh, You can see the various deities of Ransheim depicted on the side. And this mirror is just super shiny and polished. Uh, Like somebody had put like a lot of work into like fixing it up. And then after adjusting it, the Duke begins to speak again. I discovered this while on an archaeological dig in the north of Rensheim. I will tell you, the most interesting and uh, perhaps magical thing about it is uh, this mirror is broken. Would you like to know why? And when he says this, 
he steps in front of the mirror, and you don't see a reflection. Ah, snap. Vampire! 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 It's the darndest thing, no matter what I do, I can never see myself in this mirror. Want to find out what happens next? Tune in to tomorrow's episode of Dial M for Magic to find out. Today's poetry selection comes from Thomas Babington Macaulay. Then out spake brave Horatius, the captain of the gate. To every man upon this earth doth cometh sooner or late. And how can man die better than facing fearful odds for the ashes of his fathers and the temples of his gods? Neat. Okay, well that was anticlimactic. Uh, let's see if I can find a better one here. My, can you hear my, can you hear my snaps? Ah, perfect. Give me them snaps. Snap, 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 snap. Give me them snaps.